You're listening to the Best Box Podcast, where we talk about how to build healthy businesses and communities in the digital era. Hosted by tech entrepreneurs, Tony Halbrook and Nicole Moore, along with portrait photographer, Jake Warren. We share insights on how to connect and serve so you can thrive as a digital entrepreneur. Uh, yeah. That sounds like a formal kickoff right there. Didn't sound like and we're going. Are Ready, we? set, go. And here we go. I'm already distracted though by like your screensaver. <laughs> What's happening? There's screensaver? like ice cream and cake or something. <laughs> Just put like something else up there. Did you, uh, were you there on Friday at the gym on Friday? Friday evening, yeah, I did my evening workout. And what did you answer for your question of the day? Was it a donut one? It was the donut one. Yeah. yeah. Um, I just, I'm basic. I like a like honey cruller or an old fashioned. There's a lot like of honey crullers. No, like, you guys. There was a lot of honey crullers. I'm not going to lie. I will honestly just like eat the plain, just like the fried dough donut where there's nothing on it. Jake. Like the plain, oh. the plain? Yeah. The one that specifically I ask for coffee? no plain when I go get Timbits? No yeah. on it? No, nothing. It. Like just the fried sweet dough. Mm. Oh. I come for the icing. But a honey cruller is like, there's not too many donuts. I don't discriminate with the donuts. Like, I'm pretty open. There's something wrong with a oh, honey cruller. Uh, yeah, there is. Right? Honey cruller is one of those yeah. ones. Like, if they're just there, I'll be like, no, thank you. Yeah. There's really no, well, maybe the plain donut also. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I'd eat a plain donut. It's yeah, like wasted calories. Jelly donut. Okay, if I'm being honest, those like. I love breads. <laughs> yeah, fair. Apple fritters. Apple fritters. But you were there on Friday then, though. No. no. So we did the survey, the, yeah. the like. Oh, yeah. Was there like a most popular one? It might be honey crullers. Really? Honestly, it I didn't might think be it was that popular. It might be. There was like the the sprinkle, the like the um, Boston cream. There was a couple, but honey cruller came up surprisingly more often than I expected. Wild. It's like in the same world of donuts, but like carrot cake is like my go-to. Like when I was a kid, I'd ask for carrot cake for my birthday, and my friends would be like, "What kind of birthday cake is this? Like, why are we having carrot cake for a birthday?" I'm like, well, "Why not?" So. <laughs> Okay. Who does that? <laughs> mom. So on Savory, we, it was Chris's dad's 70th birthday, which we actually forgot in the morning of. Like, happy birthday! And then Chris's mom's like, oh, it's his 70th. And we're like, it's his 70th, and we didn't know? That's a milestone. That's a milestone, I'm like, right? So there's a little tiny market over there 75. where they... <laughs> and so we like called them, like, can you make a cake? And so they made a carrot cake for us. Pick up this carrot cake the size of the... Maybe this smaller than the computer. $45 for this, like, cake. So it was good. We ate a couple pieces of it, and then when we were, savory? it was savory. <laughs> oh yes. So bad. But then we got on the water taxi, got in the car, got on the ferry, and Chris's dad's like, "Why don't we have some of that cake?" We had a little bit of it, and we realized we left the cake on the dock at the water taxi. And if we called the water taxi, we're like, "Do we leave a bag there with a water bottle and a cake?" She's like, "Yep." And we're like, "Okay." Enjoy the cake. Yeah, it already was like Stay four hydrated. hours in, so it had been sitting in the sun for four hours, so it had to go into the garbage. So, oh, I'm so sad. Like, right in the sadness. $45 garbage carrot cake. And, this, oh. and it's like my favorite thing, so I was like, this is really sad. <laughs> that is sad. Speaking of garbage, have you heard of the garbage cookie? No. 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 That's a thing? No. No. Oh my god. Apparently, too, it's Anderson Cooper's favorite cookie. Oh. Fun trivia for you. Huh. But it's got like just everything. It's weird. It's like a fucking a pretzel on it, a Reese's peanut butter cup. A, I feel like, like I've seen these. At, Starbucks in the states has had them. Yeah, for a while, especially on the east coast. Yeah. I found them in I think, where are we? North Carolina. Yeah, it's like a pretzel and when, a peanut butter cup yeah. and like a bunch of. If you of ever random. see a cookie with a big pretzel on it, that's always the giveaway to me. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, garbage yeah. cookie. It's just yeah. like the, you kind of just take all of that garbage and you just. Well, throw there's it like all there's there's a, a what's that right, really right. popular ice cream? Um, that's really delicious in the small tubs and there's. Tons of flavors. Come on. Neapolitan? Um, ben and Jerry's. Ben and Jerry's. Oh, There's okay. a flavor called like 10,000 flavors, and it literally is like. Oh, yeah, that's that. There's something crazy cup, too. Reese's peanut butter, <laughs> like everything you could ever want in yeah. one ice cream. Plus, it's like half vanilla, half chocolate. Like, mm. Mm, they yeah. also have a Netflix and chill. They flavor. do. They chill. They've got everything. They got some funny ones too, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. Like they got garbage man ones or like the no the the green guy off of Sesame Street. The Grouch. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oscar the Grouch, Oscar yeah. The Grouch <laughs> ones, like flavored ones. They've done president ones. I think they did like like Obama and like Trump ones and mm -hmm. stuff like that too. Scary. <laughs> I don't know if I want a presidential ice cream. They make special edition ones, right? Like Yeah. 
those funny things, but they like they're actually like uh, very specialized flavors. Like what are those ones? The Jelly Bellies. Have you had those that mm -hmm. have like the specialized flavors? Yeah. My wife bought a bag of these things, and I didn't realize that they were just jelly beans, and you just start eating them. And then like one of them was really spicy. It was like a cinnamon or something. And like I think I got two in my mouth at the same time. It was not good for the next like three minutes in mm -hmm. my mouth. Have you ever it done was... the jelly like, little challenge from the Jelly Bellies? <laughs> no. Like, I don't know nothing about it. Oh, there's like this box you get, and it's a mix of like fruit flavors but also things like vomit and booger and like it's a, and they you, actually taste like so vomit. generally you do it on a recording like this and you put them out and you all one at a time take them and hope you get a fruit one and if you don't like people like i've seen them like gag because yeah it's like literally a vomit flavor jelly bean or a booger flavor or whatever what the other flavors are but like the um they have a gross. This, like buttered popcorn Butter flavor. Po i do i don't mind that I kind of like it, Jake. I know. It's so close to the like lemon one. There's like these delicious sort of lemon. Yeah, ones they look the same. Yeah, right? it's the same. And I'm always just sort of like <laughs> put it both in. I feel like we need to do that one day on this podcast. Let's um, note that. I say I'll do it, but I don't want to vomit on camera. That sounds not very fun. Mm -hmm. Right after we make that fine. broccoli beef recipe. Yes. Oh my gosh. I sent that. You know what? Actually, I was honestly thinking I should make that in my nutrition video because broccoli was a thing that I was yeah. doing a lot of during hilarious. my nutrition stuff. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah. <laughs> oh, thanks, CrossFit. We, we, like, we were what? texting and joking about that, and I'm like, hold on, I gotta find this for you. So I went back and scrolled all the way. It's like July 4th. They'd been a post. Oh. Then it was silence from the 4th to the 8th while the world was melting down. Yeah. Beef and broccoli gets posted. July 9th, the next June next day, I'm resigning from CrossFit. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and I was like, yeah. here you go, Jane. I'm surprised the beef and broccoli post is still there. Still there. Right? Comments are gone. The comments are taken down. You can't comment on it anymore, but the post is still That's there. Lame. It took me a lot of scrolling. They do a lot of posts to go yeah. all the way back to like yeah, 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 over yeah. a year ago. I, I committed to that for a while, Jake, to find that for I you. That. <laughs> I thought you just Google. just like bury the past. Did, I was bury it. Scrolling, 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 scrolling. That's what their new MO became. That was actually as bury I bury the past. As what kind of content you got? We gotta hide some yeah. shit. Right. But it was interesting because as I was scrolling and it was taking a long time, I was like, "Am I gonna get there, or did they remove it? Did they remove like mm -hmm. a portion of content?" Everything before, before a that, frame, and they yeah. did not. It's all everything is still. And you can see the evolution of how like the whoever's been doing the content and and like the look and vibe and what the content is has changed over over time. So that's kind of a cool experiment. Mm -hmm. Should have recorded your screen while you're doing that. Should sort was, of like see it visually. Like, yes. How do the colors or the aesthetic? As my child was like, "Mom, get off your phone!" <laughs> I'm like, "I'm trying to find something for Jake." Okay, eat play play though. He's calling you out. Yeah, oh yeah, he doesn't, yeah, that's like when I try to like, I'm like, I can't when he's around, he wants to be on my computer typing, or like yelling at me for being on my phone, he's like, turn that off! Uh -huh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's... Better turn that off. Mm -hmm. I didn't even get that from my nine-year-old. No? I couldn't imagine my three-year-old, <laughs> excuse me, child! No. <laughs> you go to Do bed. you like the dinner you're having? Yeah. This is how we get it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I've had that conversation with him. Yeah. I've had to many times. Yeah. You know, like, this equals that, right? Like, whenever somebody, they say like, well, daddy, why do you have to go to the gym? Like, why do you have to do this? It's like, because we take care of the gym, because people pay us money, and that pays for the gym, and so that's a good thing for us? Like, yeah. If we don't get money, it's a bad thing? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you want to eat. yeah. Okay, can I help you clean? Yeah. She was really proud. Avery was in here on Sunday and he wanted to tell me, you know that back hallway back there? My dad and I cleaned that and it was like really dirty and like he was yeah. telling me all the things that he's been cleaning. So he was like really proud of like yeah. the cleaning that he's done right yeah. here. Yeah. We're going to get him come in like once a week and help with the cleaning. Right. And then Nika both. Yeah. 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 I mean, might as well. This they is do like, well. Yeah. Yeah. Nika loves cleaning bathrooms. And you know what? That's a nice entrepreneurial experience that is a nice entrepreneurial <laughs> experience to take your kids or it's like volunteers well, I mean, even as a kid, like, yeah, it's right? teaching like, them the pride of ownership uh -huh. right yeah that's really what it is is like trying to just trying to get them in there to realize that nobody else is going to take care of this and you guys do right? a good job like mm -hmm. when i cleaned up after the event yesterday i'm like it looks good or on whatever weekend was i'm like it looks good and then i was like oh but not how tony would leave it tony would have all the boxes in like the same spot and i'm like okay i'm gonna step it up yeah <laughs> I like, yeah, I liked it to feel like everything in its place and it has a place for everything. That's why yesterday when you guys got here, I'm like, can someone help me move this thing? I couldn't move myself. I know it's not in the right place. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. object yeah. permanence, right? So if you leave it there and you go away, you come back and it's just right there. Or it's like, it's not there. That's the problem with me. I'm like, ah, oh, it's not even there. I forget. <laughs> That's what I do. My keys aren't in the little tray. It's like a 
panic. <laughs> panic attack. Everything yeah. has to go in the same spot for me. So that's how, that because I traveled a bunch. Mm. So every time I traveled, if I didn't have things in the same spot, like getting off the airplane, so like the headphones were always in one pouch. Like when I parked my truck at the airport, my keys always went into like a certain spot. Mm. And then, we're oh, what's podcasting. going on? Come on into our we're podcast. recording a podcast. It's okay. Come on up. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can... <laughs> no, you should come up here. It's all over. She'll be here at 4.30. Yeah. <laughs> Were the cupcakes good? I was eating them myself until yesterday. The cupcakes? Yeah, Travis was like, I opened the container and there was two left. He's like, where did the other ones go? I'm like, in my belly. <laughs> like, he called me out. He's like, I know that container was full of cupcakes. You brought it home, Mom. Why is oh. there two? I ate I I I think I got one or two of them. They're then, good. Then they, they were still soft yesterday. Yeah, yeah. No, they didn't last that long. They were gone a few days ago. Fair, fair. Hence the dishes. Emily, yeah. who was renting from here. I saw the um, um, yeah. Instagrams. Yeah, 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 she had an open house and it was That's bumping. Cool. It was yeah. like DJ booth up top and the. Oh, I don't was, know if I saw that. Yeah, wow. she's a whole DJ booth up here with yeah. like announcements, a whole kids area, tons of giveaways, right. like insane amounts of giveaways and prizes. Yeah. And there was a mix of like old clients, trainers from her old gym, and then new members that she had never, or new, mm -hmm. like people who were interested in potentially working with her. And she had six people book sessions with her at the end of her open house. Mm -hmm. So it was, mm -hmm. it was a great success in two hours. And yeah, it was a yeah. lot of work though. She definitely sunk a lot of hours into it, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And her friends did the same thing. She's like, that was a lot of work. But yeah. like, yeah, she. Paid off though, right? Like yeah. you saw it on social media. You felt like it was going to be bumping and like that sort of stuff happening. So you were there though. Like, what was yeah. the experience like? Like, what was the day like? Yeah, it was awesome. I think they did a really good job in like, had like a dad, like a, a lots of balloons outside. So you knew where to come. Great communication. There was a eat invite that even went out to RSVP to the event. Yeah, followed up a few times. And right. then, she, yeah, she had really good things, basically, like, uh, three packages that you could, were the end of the day, like, draw prizes in addition to door prizes. So you got there, and the first ten people got, like, bags of, like, free meals and different giveaways. And then the end of it was pretty much, she had to stay for the whole event to be there for the raffle at the end, so it would encourage people to stay. And then you could get additional entries to the raffle by, like, going up and fist bumping the DJ or posting a picture on social media, an extra idea. entry. Um, there was a workout. Um, on the board that you could do that and get an extra entry and then the packages were like 10 free meals from a training day cafe plus like a series of um, personal training sessions and it was a really big success that all the people that won the training sessions were people that were like interested in working with her but like hadn't worked with her yet oh, I believe um, maybe not 100% for all three uh, we had a great sign-in desk and like good food and it was really easy if you came with kids there was like kids activities yeah, and yeah. the music was great and yeah it was a really good event if anything like I was like she's like have you done open houses I'm like we haven't actually like we've never really done an open house just to invite people who are interested just come like check out the space win some stuff yeah. get to know a little bit of the community and I was like we haven't really done that we've focused our growing of the community in some of the areas that we've we want to test which is like the the digital side of like Tony's focused a lot on like that were really searchable in Google and that we made the experience really easy to book and come in. And after the event, we were talking about that. I'm like, that's kind of the route we've gone to grow our community, not the open house route. Mm -hmm. um, but I could see like both of those like being really good for each other. Local marketing is really about all of the above. Yeah. Right? You kind of have to touch on all of them, but that, that, I don't know, the physical, the grassroots, the guerrilla style, like marketing, just like hammering people on social media, balloons outside, like almost like street signs and stuff like that, like that sort of stuff, you can't really replace for local small businesses, right? Yeah, it's well, I mean, that, I, when she was asking me, because we've talked about and she'll be here soon, but um, is like, how do I, like, okay, the things, how do I get new members? And I've heard this kind of tactic on a few different gym, how to get new leads in your gym, that like connecting with people you know. And if you message people and do the hey I'm starting a business are you interested in this like it feels very MLM or like whatever but if you message someone like hey I started I just started raise the bar of fitness um, I'm offering personal training do you know anybody that could like benefit from helping me yeah. she's like oh that feels so good in such a way to like reach out to someone and that doesn't feel like you're asking them it's like you're asking them for a favor if you know anybody else yeah. um, so that's kind of what like we were talking about was like doing that like kind of connecting with your immediate people around you um, while you're in the process of building your digital presence as that doesn't really exist for her yet. 
There's some there's something um, psychological about asking people for help too, right? Can you help me or do you do you know anybody, right? They feel they're instantly like enrolled in, oh I have to help this person, especially yeah. if you have any sort of relationship with them, like they're a friend or like you've you've had any sort of like you, yeah. you know, experience with them, then you're like, Well, I have to help them. Like I know five people, yes, I'm gonna share it to all the five people, right? And that's really what yeah. you need. It's way less awkward than like, hey, are you interested in personal training? And then the person has to be like uh, not really. Or yeah. like, I'm just not gonna respond to pretend yeah. I didn't see that. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. First, like, oh yeah, I can let someone else know. Or like, oh, I don't know anybody. It's so much easier. It's easier to ask as the person trying to connect out, as well as like easier to respond if you're gonna get something like that. So that was like the other piece we were kind of chatting about, of, like what's next for her now that she's in the open house. What's next while we work on like the digital side? I'm like, start there. See what you get. So what do you think? You've been working pretty closely with uh, with Emily mm-hmm. for a bit. Uh, from like an experience perspective, she's got the physical touch points pretty much like mm-hmm. figured that sort of stuff out. If if you were her client or her prospective client, where would you recommend is next for her? Um, I think like what she's working on, which is like developing like her website and then actually kind of developing what her brand is like we know her name but haven't really identified like who is the ideal client and when we had that conversation briefly she was like yeah it's not the athletes like in that like what what that ideal client is as well as I actually think her training her she's doing a small group um, like tandem two or three people training but not necessarily two friends like she'll match people it's like okay you're paying this much a session and then someone else comes in and wants the same time so she'll bring two or three strangers together and they train at five o'clock repeatedly at a set mm. time and she's like it was really amazing to see the power in that that it's when it's one thing when there's a coach and a trainer but even for myself I had personal training and I added in someone else joining my tandem session like you work harder and she's like and then you they end up like kind of coaching each other so like one person I maybe told them something and then they're working out and someone has a question and they, they the members like telling that person she's like, well that's the thing that like I said um so I think I we were talking about in her business like that's actually unique to run personal training but actually a small group so you actually get a community accountability feel so I think like we were kind of talking about her just developing what her brand is and like what her message is and then it's going to be getting it out there in whatever forms that looks like between a website and social media consistency and like and or ads or like whatever that kind of stuff is so definitely support in that area but it's kind of defined defining what she even is to then bring it to life how does um people save money i'd imagine by that happening Mm -hmm. if they do pt and they've Mm -hmm. got like a so it's really like she's if you think about group classes and pt she's kind of this this thing in the middle or at least she's opening up this thing in the middle and they said they did it really successfully PT type revenue mm-hmm. with the, the benef- some of the benefits of the small group mm-hmm. and really the smaller small group is maybe easier to manage mm-hmm. a little she bit less. She shouldn't do any more than two or three depending yeah. on, on well, that. You lose the feel I think a little yeah. bit at that point yeah. right because now instead of it being you know trainer with three people kind of active mm-hmm. it's like you're more passive for the class mm-hmm. and then you're sort of just dipping into each yeah, person yeah. as needed. It feels more like but I think I think that's the thing and what I was saying to her I'm like that actually really exciting to me it's like really innovative it's different it's different messaging and we talked about last week I'm like if I come onto your Instagram I don't actually really know that you are a personal trainer accepting personal training clients so like you when it's your own business you feel like people must know what you're doing yeah but just being able to like simply communicate out and like what that is and even same thing for like yourself on your it's uh, Instagram like cool I know Jake's a photographer but like how do I work work with him what what kind of work does he do what is what does he offer in the mix of like this Mm -hmm. epic photography that he shares that mm-hmm. I really enjoy following your page. Right. <laughs> so what what do you try to give for your customers? Uh, you know, you're an entrepreneur, you're restarting your business, so to speak. I shouldn't say restarting your business, but sort of like just adjusting some of the focuses and stuff like that and, and re-looking at the type of customers you want to attract and talk to and stuff like that. So like what type of experience are you trying to set for your customers? That's a great question. I think I'm still trying to answer that to a certain degree. Um, like as, as Nicole and I have been working on this onboarding side, it's also led me to realize I have a lot to do around just like defining my work and the packages and pricing them and what's the value that you're giving. So I've been very like trying to understand that from not only a perspective of, okay, what have I done in the past, 
but then like looking at the photographers who I admire, like Mark Seliger and Annie Leibovitz or even Sue Bryce and these incredible portrait photographers who are able to charge upwards of, you know, four thousand, ten thousand dollars for a portrait sitting. Mm -hmm. And they shoot this very like I think it's contemporary glamour style is kind of what people call them, right? And and realizing that it's okay, yes, the the, the look of that image is a thing. Mm -hmm. But I was um I literally, I just, I learned that term, contemporary glamour, and I was like, what is that? That doesn't sound like something I would want to shoot, you know, mm -hmm. first, but then I Google it, and I'm like, oh yeah, that's like what I'm shooting. And, um, but I found another photographer talking about the experience and how a lot of times with that photography, it's more about your, like, everyone is coming into that situation, or into that shoot, and they're saying, I'm not that photogenic, I don't look like the person on that Vogue cover, or the person on that, like, I'm not that good, I'm not, I'm not that... And then these photographers, like you walk them through this process, and I've seen this happen, um, like on a small level through my work. And you start shooting people and working with them, and you get them comfortable and relaxed. And then you show them, like, the first couple of images, they're like, well, this is how I see you. And you can see this sort of like light bulb and this revelation go off, and then we're like, whoa, I, I look like that person on the magazine. Like, it's possible. It, it, well, it's, it's such a just, it, it changes how people think of themselves, mm -hmm. you know? And I feel like that, I'm, I'm recognizing more and more that that is the experience that I want someone to have. Like, I would love it if someone came into the studio and they're just kind of like, you know, oh, I look crappy or like I'm breaking out all over today and I feel crappy about myself, I'm pudgy and bloated or whatever. Like, all of the like yeah. things we can tell ourselves that's wrong with us. And then if they just sit down and then they see what I see in them, by just moving them in a certain way and putting light on them in a certain direction. And then suddenly there's like, oh, like, I look great. And I am like this, you know, like, because I think we put that kind of imagery up on a pedestal yeah. in a way, right? Where we're kind of like, we're, it's really easy to sort of subordinate yourself and say like, well, my photos never look like that. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I think once you finally see that, then it's, I think it can be really freeing. You know, I know it is for me personally, when, like, when I step in front of the camera or I have people photograph me and I look back at them and I go, oh wow, like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm the same as anyone else. Mm -hmm. You know, there's no longer any, a lot of that, like, negative self-talk, I guess, yeah, yeah, so yeah. to say. It's, it's a so real morale boost. It feels like uh, part, of, part of your experience is, like, uh, you need to engage for them to actually understand the whole experience. Like, there has to be a little bit of that back and forth, that engagement, that mm -hmm. show me where you're coming from, let me show you, you know, my perspective. And then do you find it, like, unlocks sort of a new level of, of experience after you sort of break that ice? Yeah. And, like, the beginning of every session, there's always a bit of, like, nervous awkwardness, yeah. right? Because, yeah. you know, the person's there and they're kind of like, well, I don't, I feel kind of silly being here and I'm also there, like, I feel kind of weird. I don't know you, but I'm about to take So what do you what do you do to break that ice? What are some tricks that you use to, like, get them out of their shell a little bit? Um, mostly it sort of honestly comes from more like stretching or yoga practice. Okay. Like, this, like a lot of the times what I really find is helpful is when I get people to sort of like dance around or shake a little. Yeah. And I do it with them too. Yeah. I'm like, come on, we're going to look like idiots and weird. Just let everything kind of flop around a bit. And then I'm like, okay, now sort of center yourself. My favorite is it's like, just bring the like shoulders up. Yeah. And just in and roll back and then just kind of okay. feel that. Breathing techniques. Mm -hmm. Okay. Breathing. Okay. Totally. Yeah. Totally. And yeah. then it's sort of like picking up on things that they naturally do, right? Because yeah. you'll notice sometimes people, like, maybe they, they really play with their hands a lot. So you're like, just, you're like, I don't know, put a hand on your shoulders. And, like, you just pick stuff. And it's that, yeah. kind of at random for the most part. Yeah, yeah. Just to get people moving or get them in a weird spot. And, huh. and just play with it, mostly. And I think I like to also tell people a lot, like, this is just a test. Like, I'm testing the lighting. I'm like, I make them feel like this isn't the shot. Yeah. And that's mostly where I get... The best 95%. Cause then, but then I will do it, you know, and then I'm like, okay, okay, now we're going to like take the picture. Yeah. They look shitty, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> you're just like, oh, you're like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, like oh, I don't know what happens. Like, <laughs> yeah, everyone gets all cagey. Cool. They kind of, you know, like, I, I do it too. Like, you know, I'm not, uh, yeah, I'm not above doing this either. Like when I know, like, okay, this is the one, like. <gasps> yeah, blue steel. Yeah, exactly, yeah, right? <laughs> so I, I just, I kind of disguise it a lot with like casual conversation while I'm setting up. Yeah. You know, we're not gonna put that part on. <laughs> okay, people will know. But um, 
they'll forget it anyway. It doesn't matter. Yeah, but I find that so much of it is just coming in and sort of, and also just showing them what it's okay to do. Okay. Like I really try to sort of be expressive with my body while we're doing that. Or if I'm going to ask you to do something, I try to just do it while I'm asking you or before you do it so that you can see. And then I feel like people just sort of somehow like subconsciously feel they have permission yeah. to now be, mm -hmm. oh, okay, mm -hmm. I can, I can be weird. Mm -hmm. We can explore. I can just be me. And if something looks bad, mm. cool. We can say it looks bad and we know it won't be used or put anywhere. Cause yeah. at the end of the day, I'm like, no one is seeing these. Like, unless you tell me you want them to see these, yeah. you know, like you are going to see all these images yeah. and you can tell me which ones you like and the ones you don't like. Mm. I'm not going to like, it's I have no safe interest place, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm like, I have no interest in putting your bad images out. Yeah. Like, that shoots me in the foot in so many ways, like a professional level and a personal level. True. Right? Yeah. So. I really liked when we were mapping out your like client experience of how to like automate it in Dubsado. Um, the part that you send them like a, a guide before of how to like kind of look your best. I think like that and the fact that before they book with you, you sit down and have like a virtual meeting with them, that you do like actions in advance to make them feel as comfortable as you possibly can. No matter how much you do before, people are still gonna feel awkward all of a sudden like when they have in front of a camera. But I feel like working through your process, I was like, oh, you already have a lot of good steps in there that make them like be as least stressed as possible so that way it's a little bit easier to get them to that really comfortable place when you're doing it. And mm -hmm. yeah. Well, and understanding what they want, mm -hmm. you know, cause so many times people come to photography and they're like, okay, here's all the things I don't want to look like and stuff. And I'm like, great. Yeah. I know that. Yeah. Like, cause pretty much all of them are just, I don't want to look bad. Right. Yeah. Like, <laughs> don't make me look fat. Don't give me a double chin. Like, check yeah. like you yeah. know, and in my mind, it's like no photographers out there. Like, how do I make you look yeah. terrible? Yeah, you know? exactly. Like, What's the worst angle I can shoot yeah. for you? <laughs> Which, what makes your butt look big? Yeah. Do that. Yeah. Like, you know, like no one's, well. <laughs> Depends on the shoot you're going for though, know, right? Yeah, maybe for the sandwich Nazi. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. But, um, yeah, so I, I find that so much of my work, I think it's it's so much more of the work that I ever thought it would be, is simply that, like just sort of gaining trust and, and kind of just giving people self-confidence. Yeah. You know, and that's right. I find it's kind of a fun tie-in with the fitness world in that way, because I feel like what I do is a very, like, shortened version of the kinds of transformations and experiences that people feel in the fitness world, because they come into the gym trying to improve their image or their performance yeah. in some way, and... It takes longer, but they get there mm -hmm. if they just do it and put in the work and show yeah. up. So go through the reps, right? Yeah, they're they're very similar kinds of. Yeah. Kinds I, of I think that's that's unique. Like I've had enough photographers in the past that don't necessarily make it as comfortable as you do. That like it feels awkward yeah. the entire time, and that is like the nature of how you are. And like as we're help like supporting automating and setting up your client management system so you can do more of that. And I think we had such an epic aha moment. I hope we can like snap that on the camera where when we actually mapped out the entire process on the whiteboard and there were so many steps, Jake's like, no wonder, what did you say? I can't remember what it was. Just like, no wonder I'm frustrated and pissed off all the time. Cause I basically, we, when we map out your client journey, we go through and mark, how many, where do you need an email template? You need an email template when you book an appointment. Email template when you can, when you send them the guide. An email template when you uh, thank them after. And we basically was like 15 email templates plus four forms. And then Jake was like, I realized that I do the, these 15 emails manually every single time. No wonder it's so frustrating. It was like, it was such a good moment when we were just like, Oh, and then again, like once those are going to be done, then you can just totally focus on like the part that makes you like epic, which is like that experience during your photo shoots and yeah. your brain shoot, less yeah. time on those like email templates and stuff yeah. like that. But it was also a nice understanding that I'm like, oh, no wonder I consistently get like very positive feedback around yeah. the shooting environment that I create. Totally. You know, like it's I've constantly, whether it's been a you know paid shoot, trade shoot, whatever, like yeah. the people who come back and work with me or who... Um, who hire me and pay me money, like I've always said, it's just, you just make it a, like a fun and a, or maybe not even fun, but just like it's a safe and, and supportive yeah. place yeah. to try things out and yeah. to like, you know, sure, we came in with this idea, we're going to get a couple more and all of them are going to look great. Totally. Because mm -hmm. it's the same thing, actually, on the flip side of that, no matter how much time we spend building you an epic automated onboarding experience, that literally means nothing if they come to the shoot and it's like, 
they're like, oh, all the way up to the shoot. Like, that was great, that was great. And they get to the shoot and like, eh, I didn't feel comfortable or whatever that was. Like, mm -hmm. that, 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 that in the end, that actual in-person experience is what people are like, oh, that was so good. Like, I want to come back and like. <laughs> That's ultimately more of your product than arguably the actual photograph itself, right? Because the photograph is more of like an output of that. But if that session, that experience, those moments don't play out correctly, you, you never get to the photo that you're trying to get to or the video you're trying to get to right and so much like starbucks their experience is is the the shop the way that the aisle the, the the aisle flows right the seating that's in there as well as a coffee i mm -hmm. guess but the coffee is kind of the least part of the experience for you the most memorable part is probably the photo shoot itself right and then it's kind of anchored and memorialized by the photographs mm -hmm. that you provide, right? Those, those, those stills. And I think that like, that's actually something that as you're developing your message and stuff and getting testimonials, like we talked about getting a feedback form, like that's the stuff you want to share. And then I think we talked about, we found one place that we could upsell in, in the, in the client journey was a client right now, the packages Jake has are going to be like, you get three images, five or 10 for whatever set price. And that once you do the shoot, you send them a gallery of like 20 images. I'm like, they've already just had that real life epic, like you said, memorable part of the product. Then they're like, okay, cool, I bought three and I picked three, but I actually love 10. The ability in there to go like, actually I want 10 and then and purchase additional images. It is actually almost an easier way than trying to upsell them at the beginning because mm -hmm. they've just had, like, they're like, I really like Jake, that was so good. I want all of these, let me buy all of them. Take my money at right. that point. Like, yeah. so I think that's gonna be like, yeah, cool. Yeah, and I found too that like, that was an interesting thing to me where people are kind of obsessed over the quantity of the image that yeah. they receive. That's consistently a question that I get yeah. asked when, when booking yeah. stuff. Yeah. And so it, it, I think that terrifies me in a way because it either like, you know, puts, holds me to a like, okay, I have to make sure I get this many images. Yeah. Sometimes you're kind of nervous, like, I don't know if I can do that. Yeah. Um, you know, or you're kind of like, seems like a lot for that kind of thing yeah. or you're like but there's so many more things we could do yeah. as well like because i have ideas about yeah, it, so yeah 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 it's cool to be able to say great both ways like i don't think i've ever actually gone into a thing and not been able to deliver what somebody wanted in terms of quantity right yeah. right so i think that's just my own mental block to work through but well it's nice on that other side to know okay even if this person is sort of you know, they only want to buy the cheapest package and I know yeah. I can get them 10 solid images that's going to do what they want, more, much more than the three. Cool, don't worry about it right now. Book them, get the shoot going. Yeah. They'll see what I'm talking about or they won't, yeah. you know, like, and just leave it at that. You can always remedy that afterwards too, mm -hmm. right? You know, if, if, if there's, you know, eight epic shots and they were expecting to get 10, you're just like, look, we spent a lot of time getting this moment right, like whatever it happens to be, right? Yeah. But I think consumers are a little bit conditioned. Like you said, they're, they're so focused on the quantity. Think about the Amazon sort of mentality. Is like when you go online and you shop now, you know the price it is, you can comparison shop across like multiple sellers, you know exactly when it's get, gonna get delivered to like a scary degree of like accuracy. And so your consumers are these same people that are able to buy anything from Costco and return it when they want, buy it from Amazon and know it'll be here next day or in three days and get a gift wrapped or whatever it is. They want it all on a silver platter for them, right? So like the product that you're selling them is ultimately kind of competing with some of those things in their mental headspace, right? So they want to know, well, when is it going to be? And when is it going so to be done? It's the subconscious that they don't even realize they're thinking about, yeah. but that are causing them stress that they're like, it's the unknown. Like they're so used to, you're so used to having access to knowing everything. <laughs> yeah, but there's right? a different kind of attitude that I noticed. Like I think something I picked up on just uh, just today through watching um, uh, watching some webinars. Like I, I think a lot of those kinds of services, though, they take on a very like servant role, mm -hmm. right? Where it's kind of like, you no, know, I'm going to tell Amazon what I want, and then Amazon's going to do it for me. Mm -hmm. But my experience is more like, no, 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 I'm hosting you coming into my space, you're coming into my thing, yes, I'm going to provide you with the thing you want, but we're doing this my way, yeah. because this is a thing that I understand very well, and I don't think you do, always, yeah. or, that's fair. you know, like, that's fair. I think that's a good position people, to be in, that's, that's yeah. respectful, right, yeah. like, if you, you're going to get some people that are going to be like, no, screw off, like, that's the wrong approach, but, mm -hmm. like, if you think about a real estate agent, right, who am I to tell a real estate agent how to sell a house or how to go about do it, right, so, yeah. like, I'm never going to hire that person to do that thing, so I shouldn't come in and say, I want two MLS listings and I want two open houses and I want, like, no, I want you to sell my house, period, yeah. for you, 
I want you to ultimately deliver this photo or these number of photos to give me like this output of things. Yeah. And people should trust you with it. And I think if you push on that, then it's, it's a safe yeah. space. Well, and I think it, for me, it was it's, it's felt a bit awkward in just from my personality and background coming into that and realizing, okay, no, I need to really take the reins a hell of a lot more mm -hmm. in this whole onboarding process and really like bring people in, like invite you, right? If I'm hosting, then I have to invite you yeah. to the event. Yeah. Right, and get you excited about that, and yeah. prepare you. Like, yes, yeah. here's where you're gonna park. Here's where we're gonna meet. Uh, you need to wear these. It's almost like a VIP experience. Like, totally. Very concierge, right? Special. Yeah. 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 Like, you're like, in my house, yeah. but yeah. I treat you well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that's something I picked up on with a lot of these high-end portrait photographers, where it's like you're coming into the studio, you're like hanging out, bringing your entourage. We're gonna have snacks. We're gonna like. It's not a yeah. like. Come on in, get your school headshot. Get out of here. Yeah, you know? yeah. You're not lined up and holding a card in front of you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, All right, number four. Right, yeah. So how do you, Nicole? You um, onboard a different type of clients um, in terms of gyms and like personal trainers and stuff like that. So we just heard about Jake's like experience. So what elements of that is important for you in terms of providing to your clients? Um. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think just like I, for us, I guess it depends. Like when we talk about, I think personal trainers or coaches compared to gyms a little bit different, but either way I think is just like clarity on the process of what that's going to look like. Um, open communication and being really accessible and being a kind of same safe place that whether it's like a, a coach or a trainer onboarding to being a new employee at a business or onboarding a gym to using a new software there's going to be a learning curve and making that safe that like i'm going to be here here's we're going to train it we're going to train it in steps being available for them and that person um and yeah celebrating successes and being available ongoing for challenges and um yeah what are the type of things that you would um or maybe you have heard from from people that you've helped, right? Like, yeah. what type of like? There's these warm, fuzzy things that come up. Yeah. You're like, ah, oh, like I always relate back to the coach thing where uh, the calendar helped them sort mm -hmm. of organize like their their home schedule. It ends stuff. up being like the little things like that, like things that to us are just like, yeah, we. And I think the calendar, both in sure when we're onboarding a new employee and teaching them like the technology that we use, ultimately, like here's all the ways that we're gonna make your job easy and you can have easy access to the information so you can know where to find information you know who to ask for information and then you can really just focus on the job that you're here to do because we've given you all the tools in a really like easy way um and then it, when I, if i think about onboarding a gym same thing when when I, it, you know we helped a gym kind of launch launch their their services and business uh, I think a lot of times the, they have an idea of what they need and then we sit down and I'm like, oh, but do you have digital waivers? Like start that way because you're virtual clients instead of printing. Do you have a scheduling thing? Um, and sitting down and actually like uh, the things that people don't know they need and when you're able to provide them and then they get them and they're like, oh, that was so helpful. So I think that's it. Like a lot of times an employee or a gym being onboarded to a place or a software don't really know the things they don't know they need yet and then when you expose them to it they're just like oh that was amazing that was so helpful mm -hmm. um, I think it's both like providing them that and then the big feedback across the board has just been like a kind supportive welcoming experience mm -hmm. I think even um, we've experienced it with a couple employees like on our team bringing them on where they're like oh I have another business this like might conflict or I have these two things we're like that's awesome how can we support you in this or they're like I'm confused like what do you mean you want to like support other areas or that's not considered mm -hmm. like a conflict um, or even when like yeah that, that kind of stuff I think is a, a big part of like just their experience like working with us flexibility what's, I'm curious what's an example of that like when a gym is that we have um, first, in terms of the like other things on the go kind yeah. of thing, well, I think even for example, like one of our new coaches, he also has like a meal prep business, and he was like, "Cool, I can't coach these two days because I cook this day and I deliver this day." And I was like, "Cool, awesome, that's no problem." It's like, "Oh, okay." Mm -hmm. We're like, "Oh, I'm actually also doing PT on the side, and we we support that." Or then also like, "Oh, how's your meal prep business coach? Do you need any help there?" Like, yeah. we have to be careful we don't stretch ourselves too thin, but mm -hmm. making that 
not like a safe thing and I think that in both like the the training and support and what people do and then just the experience of like our team whether there's you know some on teams having a hard time because there's too much going on how like we generally take the time to sit down and be like okay before we do anything else let's like bring down the the stress level and let's solve that and 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 multiple times people are like that was just like i've never experienced that before like that was so helpful like you mm -hmm. guys generally give a excuse me give a shit and i think that's like same thing with your photography you generally give a shit that people have a good experience onboarding and then when they do photography with you and we care that that's experience in both coaches and gyms coming on that they really feel like they're not just getting a new software, they're getting a team of people behind the software that give a shit about them and their business and mm -hmm. yeah. providing them like, you might not know you need this, but we know you need this and we're gonna help you do it. Yeah. I don't know if people necessarily realize how easy it is to read your like stress and mm. uh, like whatever these negative emotions you're feeling, like it's very easy to tell when someone's mm -hmm. in like not a good space. For and some people, some people don't pick up on that stuff though. True, right? but I think some most, just, like most people. There's a really generally, good. Generally, you can like you might not be able to pinpoint exactly what it is, but yeah. you can sort of be like, oh, off with that guy today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 fair, yeah. fair. Yeah, and yeah. we just and I think too that people generally don't like to be around that, you know, like and uh, you know, so I think it's in everyone's best interest to always just be like, yo. Take a moment, get yeah. you back to you for a yeah. second. You know, yeah. whether it's coming into the gym yeah. or working, you know, in your job or standing in front of my camera. Like, yeah. especially if you're in front of my camera, yeah. like that's gonna pick that up all the time. You know, it's a different kind of anxiety. Like you, for you having a consumer, a client standing in front of the camera, the pressure is pretty much all on you to deliver at that point, right? So it's like for them, it's this this anxiety of like I just need to get myself loose and be able to do it. But ultimately, it's like you're you're the one the job to do, right? I think for on the on the gym onboarding side of things, and even for like uh, if we have a trainer coming on board and they're launching their own business and doing their own thing, that anxiety and that pressure is a lot on sort of their plate to like do am I going to get this experience right like am I going to deliver this thing am I going to check all those boxes and stuff and so it feels to me like everything that you just sort of described I was picturing like a giant bear hug almost right like or the little like emoji like the hug emoji kind of yeah. thing like for each one of those clients the experience is like no matter what happens you got the hug emoji in me like yeah. I got your back on this sort of thing and then we just kind of continue to roll down that path yeah. and make it work right? I think I've experienced in onboarding to like a, a email gym marketing system or another gym owner we talked to experience that where they're used to getting like you sign up for the software and then order whatever the program is and generally you might get one or maybe one or two sessions with a real human and then just a list to uh, like an onboarding document. There's the help form. Go to yeah. our Facebook page. Yeah. Right. Oh, Which yeah. like does work for some people but especially right now when we're and I mean there is a level of that we do you do want to strive to get to a point where it is easy enough for someone to set up their own account sure. and whatever that is but I don't think that ever takes away from like the, the additional support that we want to like give and, and make sure like it should have been concerning for the, the gym marketing program that I bought that a month after buying, I still wasn't actively using it. Like that should have told them. And I was like, oh, I paid for a whole month and like didn't actually use it. I was like, I'm actually just gonna cancel. But they should have been like, oh, red flag. They need some more support whenever that that area yeah. is. I definitely want to for Best Box. I want to hang on to that as much as we yeah. can for as long as we can. There's an there's an obvious point where you can't have hundreds of people onboarding every day and have single humans like attached to all yeah. of those people. Like it just doesn't scale. But there is a point of the support is there when you need it and it's easy enough to use. Yeah. It's ultimately easy to do business, right? Like I think that's a big part of the experience for me is like it should be easy to do business with us. And even if you run into a problem, the problem should be easy to fix. Or if it's not easy to fix, it should be easy to identify and like, you know, claim as a problem and everybody acknowledge that it's there. And then, you know, you can kind of continue to move on from, from that point, right? But yeah. I think that's a that's a big part of it is just make it make it really really easy for for people to do business with you right yeah but well, i think investing that time too and making sure that these people like you know when you're stressed you don't think very well either mm. you know and they can they could just create more problems mm -hmm. out of nowhere which then sucks more of your time like it's just completely you know goes against everything you're trying to do with business right and then yeah. make it a good experience so it's worth taking that time to just make sure and treat someone human so, yeah right yeah oh, yeah. You're stressed. Let's. And I what think, can we do to bring that down? 
then we'll deal with the problems. Yeah. You know? And I feel like we've done a good job at that. I think the piece that I've observed is something that we can be better at in both like onboarding a, a coach or implementing a new gym is that either way it's a lot of information and when it's natural to myself, it's easy to be like, here's all the things and like, here's, well, I'm gonna train you in all these things in two hours. And you're like, oh, like they actually checked out about 45 minutes into that. Yeah. Um, oh, your eyes are completely gazed over got it like you're not totally obsessed with this like i am so it's like i think in even with onboarding our last coach like breaking it into even smaller chunks like yeah. get this concept and then go on to the next one and i think that like that um something just to observe observe as implementing new like software systems is like small manageable chunks where they can have feel successful and then move on to the next thing first like here's the list of 20 things we're gonna do don't even tell them that like here's the five things we're gonna do today and there's more but we'll get to that after um i think is something that i've observed in the last like gym onboarding and coach onboarding was something that that i we could work on um is continuing to break stuff down into manageable just digestible chunks in the right order that makes the most sense for for them yeah 100 percent I found, uh, I feel like there's a consistency between what you guys just said and there's like this this uh, awareness of control or a checklist. Like I think I'm simplifying it in my brain as a checklist, but like the way that you just described it, like if I showed up and I said, what are we doing? And you're like, all right, let's go, we're gonna do it. I'd be like, okay, well, what What are we doing, yeah. right? But if you show me a list, and there's something to yeah, be said yeah. about that list being too giant. Yeah. But if I feel I'm like you're... No, yeah. no. It's good. It's like, that's everything we need to do, hey? It's like a long workout thing. You're like, there's 100 of this, 100 of this, 100 of this, 100 of this. If you show me the first two, I'll go. But if you show me the next 10, I'm not no, doing no, it. Yeah. But, you know, like, there's, there's a... Um, uh, a sense of relief, I, th I feel like, for anybody, right? If they're in your care, right? Whether you're onboarding them as a, as a client or you're onboarding yeah. them as a client, if they're in your care and they feel like you're in control and that like you're controlling the process and that I'm being told where to go and what to do and that there's a clear list of deliverables or things yeah. that like, I don't know what they are, but you seem like you're trying to check things yeah. off. So that makes me feel like we're heading down the path, mm. right? So it's like, it's control in the experience, perceived I'm gonna control. Make, I'm gonna make some very simple organized checklists because me being the person who like, I legit will read the last chapter of the book or Google the end of the movie or the reality show to know the answer before I watch it or read it. That is just how I am. And mm -hmm. all the ways of life. When someone's like, I'm gonna make you dinner and I'll just take care of it. I'm like, no, 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 you probably should just tell me what it is because it stresses me out not knowing. I feel like, I know, I mean, this is my own both problems. What is this mystery this is dinner? Chris, we're calling you out, buddy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it, it, I, yeah. I kind of have that right now for onboarding for Best Box or for a coach, but not in a digestible thing that they could see that's yeah. a simplified version where it's almost like modules. Like week one, we cover this. Yeah. Week two, week three, break it into weeks, but you know it could be consolidated, but really simple that they're like, okay, I'm going to cover all these things. I don't know what they are. They're going to go in this order spaced out. Okay, like I'm going to get that. I'm like, <laughs> Well done. I'm gonna do that. <laughs> so I wanna I wanna flip that on the head. Sorry, go ahead, yeah. Oh no, I was gonna say I had like some weird examples from this like control and like coming into situations or not knowing what's happening, but with with the Canadian government. Okay. So recently I had two Boy. things, right? Was, like, <laughs> no, one was about when I was going to the US, so I was calling to double check about things and getting back into yeah, the country yeah, and all yeah, that. Yeah. But then also I have a bit of a dispute going on with the CRA, and so I was calling them one day kind of hot and angry about something going on, right? But both times I was just amazed at how the person on the other line was so incredibly calm. Yeah. They spoke like just very basically, and the one woman who I called at the CRA, like she sounded almost like my grandmother or like one of my grandmother's friends or something, yeah. right? And it just sort of like the way she was sort of listened, acknowledged what I said, was like, yep, I understand. Oof, yeah, that's upsetting. And then was like, okay, well, if you don't agree with that, just go over here, type in this form. And she stood with me, like she sat with me on the phone while I went yeah. to the website, got the thing. I was like, okay, this form, right? Yep, that's the one. Do it. And then like, I immediately, by the end of that phone call, I was just sort of like, cool okay thank you i know yeah. what i'm gonna do now yeah and yeah. like it went from like this enraged what the fuck is this to yeah. like cool i know what i'm doing this isn't a big deal yeah. yeah just because the woman on the other end was so just like calm and in control and just 
sort of let me rage for a second, yeah. which wasn't even a bad one. Yeah. Like, yeah. I wasn't, you know, like, I know it's not her fault. Yeah. She just works there. Poor Betty I feel just like sitting you need, there. But, I feel you know, like you need people like, like that in those roles versus, like, when you call the cell phone companies or whatever that is, they're probably going to fight you back and tell you off. <laughs> like, that's not what you need when you're calling. I had that with Rogers once. Right? See? Oh, I called them to dispute something, and I was like, well, that's what you blah, blah, blah. And I was like, fuck you, buddy. Like, <laughs> yeah. It was Ted Rogers on the phone himself, offended yeah. you were taking his money, right? Yeah. yeah. But exactly. we've talked about this before, that it's like, again, about experience, that mm -hmm. the most angry customers in the end, you can leave them with like a purple cow experience just because of how you handled like their most angry thing. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, they like listen to me and solve my problem. Oh, mm -hmm. I kind of want to be mad. Yeah. Well, Damn it. Like, <laughs> she didn't want to really solve it. But she's just like, hey, here, if you want to solve it, do this. Yeah. Like, here is the next, here is the thing that you have to initiate. You know, do this, and yeah. then we will do this back. You know, and I'm like, okay, like it gets the ball going, right? Here's the volley. I'm like, I get it. Cool. You now I can play, right? Picture like you know bull riding, like in those cages <laughs> okay, and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. Like you know, like right before like the bulls come out, they're in these cages, and they got these gates that like yeah. open and close. Like you were basically the bull in these cages, yeah. and this woman was just like, okay, I'll open this one. Go on, close it behind you. You rage. You do whatever you need to do. You done? Okay, I'm gonna open this one, and now you're gonna go over here. There, now you're out the other door. Are you happy? Good yeah. job. <laughs> you're on the other one it's just totally like a little mouse trap. Like you just completely totally got run is. through the mouse maze. And it's funny too how like you can be so aware that that's what's going on, yeah. you know, or even going into it, you're like, oh, they're probably just gonna tell me that. Blah, blah. Yeah. But then like when you just go in and experience it, and you just sort of let go, and you're like, ah, oh, right. It's true. And you just realize how much you were making that a thing. Right. And it's like, all right, just yeah, listen to that other person, and as long as they actually do have control, yeah, come in and just say, I know what to do here, yeah. and this is what you should do. Then like. It's generally fine. If you go in and that person has no clue what they're doing, that's when it gets Problem. hairy and dangerous, right? It's but a really good example because it, it, it kind of says that if you have a good product slash customer experience in place, a customer should be able to hit that experience at whatever temperature, at whatever like super happy, upset, whatever experience they've had, but it should hit you know, your service experience and it should have remedies to it that no matter, almost no matter what happens, that person kind of comes out the other side happy, mm -hmm. right? Like, cause unless you're rigid and you're saying, I'm not gonna return your money or I'm not gonna make it right, there's very few situations where if you make it right for the people, the people are still gonna be pissed off afterwards, yeah. right? And if they are, there's probably nothing you can do about it at that point, but maybe that's the benchmark for a good customer service experience is that somebody can come in absolutely irate worst case scenario right and like we had that at the at the gym right we had a new member show up at the gym she signed up through the app and she was like she was browsing in the app and she browsed for like the one year memberships right paid so fifteen hundred dollar twelve hundred dollar member or six months whatever it was like it was a thousand dollar transaction or something like that right yeah and something happened i don't know exactly what happened but it caused us to continually try to bill her this membership every three hours for every, multiple days every three hours for like weeks i think uh -huh, it ended up being so she went to use her credit like card again of... well they didn't actually charge it her it declined every time oh, but okay, it basically right? locked out her credit card and yeah. like all her other payments right and so it would be easy for us to say like look you didn't actually get charged it's fine and just kind of walk away because that was ultimately the true fact right and it was a software glitch that happened but because we own the gym and we own the software, I was like, ooh, that's actually my software. And so I called her, because she was upset at the coaches, and the coaches at the gym, they don't know, it's software. They're like, I, I don't know, I, like, I just put it up on the screen and tell you to download the app, like it's not my thing. Yeah. And so I called her and I said like, look, this is my software, like this is my fault, like this is my problem, like I, I gotta fix this, but you need to hear that from me. And so we talked and all this stuff, and it was, I mean, it was kind of the, the, the perfect storm, is there was that poor experience, Plus, she had just moved here from Ontario, so she had just um, just had a bunch of uh, traveling costs and moving expenses and things like that. And then she was—I think she was between jobs, so her like pay was getting stretched too. And so, like her credit card, which was her lifeline and probably like her plan for like this is how I'm going to move, yeah. was all of a sudden maxed out because she just wanted some fitness. Yeah. And this stupid fitness place, you know, maxed out her credit card or whatever it was. 
that could have been like the end of the experience, and it was like she was she was, pissed. Re- she was ready to go to the police. Yeah, she was. Yeah, I'm I think gonna he, file a police report. Is that yeah? See, I, yeah, I got to that like, point, yeah. right? Yeah, and <laughs> scammers. And we're like, ah, yeah. ah, Tony's like, ah. <laughs> we don't try to scam anybody, like I promise. And so, but now she's she's one of our most active members. She's at like almost every 4.30 class. And that yeah. was because you had offered her to solve the problem, to offer two free months. Yeah. And by the end of that two months, she had such a good experience. She was gonna like bring a friend and then yeah. continue to yeah. pay. Yeah. I think you worked in retail and experienced that and like, working in recreation and the role I was in like managing a facility um, as a coordinator when people would email the mayor and that's like the angriest you're angry when you yeah. email the mayor that just gets forwarded back to my desk yeah. and then I'm the one calling the people who are angry and have to go to the mayor yeah. and it's the same thing like you have to you like literally pick up that phone and like you know you are gonna get like yeah. mad and they just want to feel heard and like yeah. you said as long as you can try and solve, give them the path to solve their problem, solve their problem, and ma- give them something. And sometimes there's still those people right at the end, you're like, oh, yeah, they're gonna go with the mayor back, nothing they can do. Yeah. But for the most part, people want to feel heard, heard yeah. and solved and like yeah. <laughs> cared about. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And we've all had the customer experience. The rational, the yeah. reasonable people. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Most of them. And in which case, too, you don't really have much fear if they're like gonna call the authorities because you're like, well, the authorities are gonna yeah. come in here and they're gonna. You know, yeah. suddenly realize, oh, yeah. I'm sorry, you yeah. have to deal with this. You know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. it's it's kind of relieving in that way. Yeah. <laughs> so I wanna I wanna hear uh, from from each of you actually is like if you could describe what experience means to you, like what's what the most important things are for you from a consumer perspective, from like a purchasing perspective, either in a gym or in a business or a brand or like whatever, but like what are the things that are most important to you that make you loyal to a brand from an experience perspective? Well, I mean, like when we just said that, it's just like ultimately like the human experience when you're like making a purchase, following up on a customer service thing, like being like recognized as a human and having that like connection I think is something for sure um and then things not being super complicated I think that's like and that's hard to say exactly what that what that looks like but yeah ease simple kind um and like welcoming I've even you know I was going to a yoga studio for a while and like I loved the instructor in the class and I loved the studio but the girl working at the front desk was cold and you didn't feel welcome. And every day I went to the front desk feeling like already uncomfortable. You know that feeling you get in your gut when like I'm going to the till and it felt awkward that I was like that made or break. It didn't matter how good the classes were. I didn't have a good like human experience with somebody that made me, I feel like you probably can relate to that. You've been to this yoga studio. I can relate, but I also have a funny story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go, it's all you. Oh, well, I want to say my mom, she has one of her best friends, uh, lives in Hawaii now, but they met at college. And when they first met, I forget where um, this friend was working, but it was somewhere in the, like one of the college offices. She was in like the, you Mm -hmm. know, study exchange um, thing, right? And my mom always thought like, oh my God, that woman, she's so cold. What a bitch. I don't think she even knows how to have fun. (laughs) And then like one day something like, something cracked and she saw some of her personality and they've been like the best friends ever since they have the most yeah. fun together and like she's just like i can't believe i ever thought that you were like this cold-hearted like yeah. snooty serious bitch yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah so some people are... just need to find a way to crack her yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that what, takes we, effort. what about you though what are the most important like experience points for you that you look for experience points I like to be a little surprised, I think. Okay. Because I think in this day and age, it's so easy to know exactly what you're going to be getting into, what you're going to be going for. And so I think most of the time, whenever I'm going to do something, I'm kind of like, oh yeah, like, I'm going to go see a movie again, or you're going to go to this park again, or you know, blah, blah, blah. But I love getting there, and suddenly, like, then there's something that happens, or some small interaction that happens mm-hmm. that completely changes it. Like, I'll, an example, I was in Galway, um, or in Ireland, on Eastern Ireland, and we went over to the Cliffs of Moher, and it was all foggy that day, so we couldn't even, like, see the cliffs or nothing, right? And I was kind of, we're all kind of bummed out, because we drove across all of Ireland, mm-hmm. from yeah. Dublin to the cliffs, <laughs> to see the cliffs. And you couldn't see the cliffs. <laughs> and it socked it, right? <laughs> and we're kind of like, ah, oh, whatever, we're walking around, we're trying to find some stuff, but then we meet this guy, Mike, who works for the, like, park system there, and he's going on, and he starts telling us about all the slate rock that's there. 
and showing us all like there's like fossils in them and that like this was some huge slate mine back in the day and like all the streets in London are paved from the slate that's here in Galway and like on and on and he was just so cool. We talked for probably like half an hour or something. That's cool. And I was just like, that's dope. Like we don't have this in our parks. Yeah. Like you go to a park in Vancouver, people are just kind of like, hey, pick up your litter and fuck off or something, you know? Like there's not a lot of like, come here, learn something. We're gonna show you and edu- like tell you something about mm-hmm. the place. Like they're kind of a police force yeah. that just make sure everyone's like, you know, following the rules yeah. and stuff. And again, that was like, like a positive human connection. That was a little detail that someone out of their way and didn't need to do. He didn't need to go out of his way and tell you that, like, mm-hmm. but he did and that was yeah. memorable. Like when we ordered shirts for our state, like for like our community, writing little notes for them. Like that's really a big one for me is like the little, it's a little details. Like, little the extra yeah. little things. Yeah. Like, oh, like that, like, which almost relate to surprises. Like I was right. like, we said surprises. I'm like, oh, I love that. Like what surprise can I drop in like onboarding for Best Box? I don't know what it's going to be yet, but it's, I actually joined Internet Business Mastery. It was like previous to my entrepreneur journey, from my first like course I purchased when I was interested in like, maybe I wanted to do my own thing one day. And I signed up for this like mastermind group. And then I got a, a box in the mail with just a brownie in it. And I was like, this is the best thing ever. I signed up for a business course and you sent me a brownie and I posted on the Facebook group and everyone's else, like, where's my brownie? And like, oh, we just started doing this. And pretty much everyone that signs up for like the program, it's like a course on a mastermind group. You got a brownie in a box. Like just a, it was it was and it was it was so memorable and I thought it was so cool like and it was a surprise surprises like, yeah, yeah right like <laughs> reminds me of that story you said about that guy who sent that thing he's like now you can eat your uh, the sushi for lunch. The, yeah. the sushi box, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was uh, a company called Wasabi when I was at Yisk. They do, uh, we were doing nothing but print flyers because it was a thing, right? Yeah. Like everything was print flyers in the newspapers. And this company had digital flyers, right? And they were trying to break ground. And so they're tr- selling real hard. It was really hard because retail, like they spent millions of dollars on flyers. They're like, I'm not going to change what works. I drop a flyer, I get millions of dollars it works and so these guys are trying to get in and it just wasn't working wasn't working and he knew that he was going to get me in because i was like a techie guy so i'm like i want this i'm like i don't need to spend money on paper when i can have a screen do this and he knew he would try to get me hooked and so one day a package shows up of like it's a sushi like bento box kind of thing with little wooden sushi squares on it and every single one of the sushi squares had like one had like the bay another one had bed bath and beyond and had all my competition on there right and the note on there said now you can eat your competition for lunch or something like that or with wasabi we can help you eat your competition for lunch right yeah so good. and so for that for a long time that bento wooden sushi box like lived on my shelf in my office and like I didn't do business with them for like a year because it took me that long to get like the company on board but I left it there and every time my CEO or my VP of marketing or anybody came in it was sitting there and I was like I still want to use these guys because like look at what they do this is different right and it was that surprise element Mm -hmm. what about you what would you say is like the thing you look for in like experience delight Delight. We had, there was this concept at Shipwire when I worked there called Delight Tools and it was like in the admin portal and it was just all these funny little things. It was like on a, we were doing shipping logistics so you could have um, little tags put in the box like inserts and so you could write messages and stuff like that and so people could write from the brand different messages, you know, thanks for shopping and the best ones were the brands that did like the fun little messages. They had these fun little sayings and they'd go in and change it weekly so that people would get different ones and it was just a little thing the shipwire built to be able to do that sort of stuff but like people remembered that because you're like so I can just write a note to my customers and it gets put in the box like that was pretty cool for a lot of brands the brands that could do it and stay on top of it and stuff like that so that's a big piece of it and then um, I always want to like I guess like I want to feel like I'm better because I'm doing business with the people Mm. right whatever it happens to be. So like in a service provider perspective, I want to feel like you're kind of like my secret weapon, right? Like that I'm, I got a leg up because I'm using you. Um, in the case of like consumer type stuff, I want to feel better like because I'm healthier or I'm supporting something mm-hmm. good or, um, you know, those kind of things. That's a huge one. I, I, when I was starting Tidal Wave Collective, I like actually found a stat on that. Cause like my brand was originally like, I want to work with um, like businesses that I had a word for it. 
time my total mind block now of what it is but basically businesses that are like trying to do more like ethical businesses or whatever and it was pretty much like 85% of like consumers had filled out a survey saying that like they want to be part of a business that's like support something yeah it aligns with their principles or yeah, something yeah, like yeah, that yeah. yeah they want to know like what what the business is and then what they stand behind and what they believe in and mm-hmm. like what they support it was like a huge thing yeah and like that's a little this sounds weird I'll use the fast food analogy but like mm-hmm. I worked at A&W for a long time and so I know actually what goes in behind the scenes to A&W and like it's still fast food don't get me wrong but the meat is never frozen it's actually like legitimately you know it stays fresh and it's cooked right away the bacon is made by usually like somebody that looks like so your grandma that makes bacon every morning <laughs> and like honestly like I used to open it up and it's just trays of bacon every single morning and it's fresh and it's good and stuff like that but then I know people who worked at McDonald's and like the eggs came in frozen little pucks and like I think the that's eggs are cha- fresh. The I think it's changed everything, now everything, uh, yeah. it used to be little pucks yeah. of egg though yeah. right and yeah. so Still little thing yeah but that's a little thing like I'll pick A&W <laughs> over McDonald's because it has like the organic side of things that I mean I could be wrong but whatever. No, no, it's no, a I, choice that I've made right, no, and they'll let us wrap your burger for no it's, extra charge it's true it's true at A&W mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they're no, actually, I didn't even know that actually they are good yeah. Yeah, one time good. I went to the drive-thru to get a lettuce wrap burger and then I got to the thing and I'm like spicy chicken burger please uh, I didn't get it on lettuce wrap that's okay. um, I, I think this topic would be interesting to actually like on a post or something, ask people like, what's like a little thing that a business did that's memorable? Because yeah. for me, even in Asana, the task management system we use, if you hit control F, a cat pops up. And the moment you hit it, cats pop up on the screen for no other reason than it's funny and yeah. it's memorable. Makes you like, smile. They got the they, unicorns too? They do have unicorns, yeah. yes. Yeah. When yeah. you like, yeah. complete a task yeah. or something like that. It's like when you get like three in a row or something. Yeah. Like, yeah. And that just, that even just actually <laughs> tells us that as we're building Best Box, like more of like, the social component of it, that people just want that little like yeah. the ability to write notes, be funny, Delight. feel recognized. Delight. Delight. So so it it back, I posted a while back, I, um, I did some portraits with my little childhood stuffy yeah right yeah that's funny i was talking about talking to erin about that today yeah yeah because she had never seen your instagram and i was like go back and check she's like i'm going into this stuffy video hold on (laughs) Uh, Exactly. but i'd had this interesting experience of doing this counseling exercise right and this visualization and coming back and realizing there was this like part of me deep down and it was just like why aren't you playing yeah. You know, and all of these things as we're talking about, then they feel like playing, right? Yeah. Like stuff you would do in grade school to like, true. you know, delight your friend or to, you know, try and get that girl's attention or like whatever it is you were doing in school. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's like as simple as the notes, like literally yeah. making people keep notes, notes in, school in like in a box that you order or in like a thing. Or playing a little football game with your buddies. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. yeah. All yeah. of these things, like we used to do them. Yeah. And then somewhere along the way, we sort of feel like, oh, no, 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 we're not supposed to behave like that anymore. See, and I feel like a, a lot of people, when they get older, that starts to come back. Like, you know, yeah. the, like I have two grandmas that like, they do not give a fuck about anything. And like, <laughs> they will tell people off. And like, my, my grandma was down visiting and she's like, shouldn't be eating red meat or like anything like that. But she's like, I'm here with my grandson and he's barbecuing. And I want a steak and it'll be my once a month and like that sort of thing. Right. And like, you, you know, they're, they're some of the most playful like people because they just like, they get to this point in life where they're like they know time is short and they just want to like have fun and like kind of do these things right and so I feel like there's there's almost this regression of like as a child you learn how to play and then you get all serious for like a big chunk of your life and like get all stressed out and then you realize you're like life's too short to get that stressed out and you kind of release a little bit more it's one like of my favorite songs right now like, life's too short to be stressed I'll have to send it to you it's is like, it a song? I, and it's like a total like surfy chill vibes Nicole like you would like it okay song. cool yeah yeah I like that yeah yeah I like the words I like the words yeah, yeah there you go <laughs> and we can close this episode out with that right one. Exactly. yeah <laughs> it's too short to be stressed yeah yeah yeah, yeah.